0: Podcasting Network.
1: Okay, welcome, podcasters. This is the the jazz part before our talking part of the show begins. Um, And today, I want to introduce you. Many of you may know, or maybe never heard of him. But there was a period um, in the '30s where a band from Kansas City uh, made a big mark on the world, on the world of jazz, uh, Count Basie. So we're going to go into Count Basie's wonderful rhythm section. Um and um, and the ranger uh, Sammy Nestico uh, he'll arrange his four songs to have coming up. So podcasters count Basie. One, two, one, two, three, four.
0: Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray
2: Oldhofer.
1: Hey, welcome, podcasters. We're in our, in our. We're probably going to do two shows today. Um, if I hold up, okay. The thing is, I haven't been. Uh, <clears throat> in fact, I had a doctor's appointment before I even got here. Having an infection that they having a hard time getting refining out, and getting rid of it. So I'm um, full of antibiotics uh, intravenously because the over-the-counter stuff is. Doesn't seem to be strong enough. Anyway, so uh, that's kind of where I am. Um, Ray, how are you feeling? Uh,
2: I, got, I got a hangover.
1: A hangover? Yeah. Okay.
2: Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got together with my friend Comrade Bottle, and uh, I got a hangover right now. Uh. But I'm all right. I mean, mm-hmm. I got up. I went to work. Da da da, but da da. Now I'm here.
1: This happened last night. You mean?
2: Maybe, yeah. Uh, uh. The night before.
1: Okay. <laughs> so we checked in our little health. How are you, podcast people? Feeling okay? As we begin to enter the season, the holiday season. All right. Um,
2: I hope to do a little. Are you Are you pro holiday season? I mean, I love I love Thanksgiving. I do, but are you? What what do you get over the holiday season? How do you feel about it overall? Um, Curious, just
1: one. seeing people people that I usually don't see for uh, them. that frequently, so it's nice to to be with the people. It's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, the, let me cut in. <laughs> let me
0: cut in here in regards to the holiday season. Uh, for any fans of Ray and Jim. This holiday season, in fact, uh, I believe today, if my math isn't wrong, Ray and Jim are on the Adam Carolla Show, talking about all things Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, and when's that coming up?
0: That's coming up in in our real world time next week, but by the time this comes out, I believe it will be today.
1: Okay. Okay, and we'll touch a little bit on today. Now that's right. We're going to be on Adam's show on the twenty third. Okay. Okay.
2: So I'm out of town. Oh, I'm you're kidding. You're busy. <laughs>
1: um, okay. So um, just let me organize the show for us today. <clears throat> I'm going to start off what I call just a a, uh, a review, um, just to hit a couple of points for the people I've been following the show. For the new people, just to have an idea of uh, where we are. <clears throat> One of the main things we're, I've been stressing this last couple of weeks is what we call the A- ANT, the ant world, and um, kind of in neurology, which is the automatic um, of negative thinking, just that we all do before we even, before we're even able to examine, it's, all, <clears throat> it's already out. <clears throat> and the effects of what negativity has on the nervous system. Every time you have an angry or unkind or hopeless or helpless or worthless, irritating thought, your your brain releases negative chemicals that that, um, that become stronger and stronger in our thought processes. So we pay for our negativity. That, that that the brain, um, you know, the most. Um, important part, our center um, um, strewns out um, um, chemicals in the brain. And it's the opposite If one is up of one is feeling happy. And um, if you scan the brain with those two, or, uh, looking at those two side by side, you see the brain kind of with a little different light. Um, and you can see we feel that way also. So we want to hit that. That's very important, podcasters. When we're in sour moods and depressions or anger, um, this is happening inside. So we have to begin to ask ourselves and look ourselves when we get into those moods and begin to talk to the mood or try to help ourselves to move to a different place. Okay. Um, I also wanted to add to that. Also, the body reacts to every thought you have. We know this from the polygraph, from the lie detectors. Um, during that time when they're hooked up for hand, hand, uh, hand temperature, heart rate, blood pressure, breathing rate, um, muscle tension, um, and, the, and any sweat in the hands. So it's uh, we, if you have, if we walked around hooked up to one of those. We'd see all kinds of vacillations of heart rates and blood pressures and so on, but mostly coming from um, the negativities. So that we want to start off by always just reminding you that. Um, remember, remember everything we think, the body kind of reacts to it. So it might make us more aware of about what we're thinking, and what we're for. Fixation or obsessions or the downers of our life is affecting us physically. Eesh. Okay. All right. So now, just we're doing the. Do well, you said little. last
2: week also that you there was a couple of exercises to combat this.
1: Um. Well, the first thing is is to uh, see them. Is the, what's to ask the, your ask yourself the question what state am I in? Um, As we begin to feel these forces taking over, before they fully take command of the ship, the body, we can begin to, um, we can begin to talk to them. If it's all really true and if things are really that bad and, you know, in other words, that part of us, the negative part, makes things very bleak, very dark, And as we go along, to be able to talk better to those negative situations. So that's one. First, so first, I'm trying to find out where am
2: I? But it's much easier to follow the dark into mm. the, to the for me, it is. You know what I'm saying? It's much mm-hmm. easier just to continue down that uh, road, you know, or whatever road it might be.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, right,
2: Comrade Bottle Road, mm. my friend. By the way, that's Dylan Thomas.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Pretty good, huh, Jim? Mm-hmm. For people that are questioning my intelligence out there, F-U. That's a little more negative, sorry.
1: All right. So, Ray brings up the point, and that's true. I mean, uh, that's true for all of us, really, because we have, like, neural pathways. It's another part of the brain. This stuff gets all set up. So we automatically go to those impulses, those neural pathways, and we are now stuck in them until we try some possible intervention of them. So we find out our state, and now we can begin to say, is that really true? Is things really that bad? Begin to have something that talks, that's uh, like I call our lawyer, who's our scientist when it comes to some other things, um, to really try to find out where we are, because we're the point that Ray's making, you we, we all of us, could really get lost in that.
2: Yeah, your intervention definitely has to be this is something of eyes open and open heart. It can't be, your intervention can't be like your bread and butter. Oh, like, you know, your fall back on thing. Like, oh, I know, I can go smoke some pot downstairs. Or, mm-hmm. oh, I know, I can go buy whatever. Whatever, mm-hmm. you, you know, the malady you might be most inclined to doing is? hmm Oh, I can go adopt the dog. Something mm-hmm. along those lines. hmm Yeah. Um, I'm going to go adopt a dog today.
0: What kind of dog would you adopt, Ray?
2: Uh, I wouldn't. I'm not home enough. But I would like to have one one day.
0: I'm kind of in the same boat.
2: Oh, you want a dog? I'm dying for a dog, but I can't do that because I'm never home. Jim, has, uh, you have cats, don't you? Yeah, I
1: have cats, yeah. Yeah, animals are great. They are Good for soothing for us, too, so that they could, um, with their innocence and their acceptance, um, it can help calm us down and, and be a real companion. And also to love an animal might be the first time we really can love, though so we practice on an animal if we're able to uh, love and relate to the animal. Maybe the next step is human beings. Okay.
2: It's funny yeah. when you think like every any child who has had uh, – uh, like we had Rondo was our first dog that I remember and then Poochie. But you always have – like whenever I think of Rondo or Poochie, uh, you get lighthearted and mm-hmm. it's good thoughts. Mm-hmm. If you ever reflect back to any animal that anyone's – I mean Adam had Kitty. Remember Kitty? Oh, yeah. The cat that lived to be like 18 years old. And he would call Kitty from across the street playing basketball. Kitty would run from under the house, across the street, climb a chain link fence to him. Oh, really? Yeah. I and that's pretty, that. that's a cat. Wow. No shit, Kitty. But Kitty would actually do that. that uh-huh. And I've never witnessed anything like that. Hmm. Anybody calling a cat, really. hmm But we'd climb the chain link fence and come, and come to him.
1: Wow, quite something. So podcasters, do you have an animal? Um, and Besides what, myself?
2: <laughs> um,
1: and do you get some comfort from... You can Let us know. people. There, I'm sure we have animal lovers out there. And let us know how you do with your animal. Could sleep with you at night and, and try to sit next to you as you write or watch television or something. And they're very patient. And my um, Emily was a caller. She's a sweet little thing. Um, she always waits um, uh, before she knows when bedtime is, and she waits um, just patiently. sits next to me, and she knows she she searches my face about are we ready to go yet. She looks up, are ready, and soon she sees me get up. She knows we're going into the bedroom, and she uh, she follows and tucks in. Yeah, she's a great comfort to me and my wife. I really love her. Um okay. Drive, did you want to say something?
2: No, uh-huh. I was gonna say um um you know, in case the audience, the um the website's up. It's up and running. And it's up and running well. And we're sorry. And we're sorry yeah, for the delay. Yeah.
0: We know uh we know it looks the exact same, but uh for now. We just wanted to get it back up there for you. Improvements will be coming and thanks for bearing with us.
2: Yeah, and there's actually, you know, there's a new app out there. It's the Adam Corolla app. And you can get our show on that. And you know, you can download it on or whatever. What do you do? You download it, right? That's how way apps work. Right. You download it to your your iPhone iPhone. or your droid. Right. So I'll be getting it today. Right.
0: And I'll put it on your phone and then it'll stream any of the shows on Ace Broadcasting. So uh Life lessons will stream right there. No need to download it every week, and uh, you can just get it. Same for on the house, and, it, and
2: that uh, means you can do it, You don't have to download it, and you can just do it in your car then too, right?
0: Right, absolutely. So, and I was showing Ray today. It's really cool. I mean, you boot it up and you hit the show you want, and it takes what two, three seconds. Then it's it on. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's why Gary has to. Hang, Gary's going to be like my. You know, I'm going to have a Siamese twin mm-hmm. to, to run the computer in my phone because I'm inept. But it's it's pretty amazing. It's going to work out.
1: Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that's that's going.
2: Jim, we got a couple emails too. You want to get into them at all?
1: Oh yeah, we can do that. Mm-hmm.
2: And then, Jim, are you going to get into the what can combat these things besides being your own lawyer? You were going to you mentioned a couple last week that okay, I was I'm curious about.
0: Back. Okay, we ready for these emails?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. First off, we've got. Uh, Jason Freeman says, "I hear Ray putting out a plea for this podcast. I truly hope that doesn't mean this broadcast is in jeopardy he's referring to our Amazon ad because uh, Ray says this is a plea in it. Uh, Jim brings a deep wisdom that might be otherwise inaccessible but it's not, but it if not for Ray's simple everyman perspective perfect counterbalance i 'm just a dumbass lineman, but I found." The new a few life lessons I've had the opportunity to here to be both interesting and useful. Thanks and keep up the good work. Your friend, Jason Freeman. Well, there is no uh, plan for us to go away imminently anytime soon, but uh, if you want to make sure that that's the case, Jason, just keep shopping through our Amazon link.
2: Do you know what, Jim, the, Jim you know what Jason does? Because when he said lineman, I automatically assumed he played like offensive or defensive line. But I think he's a... Um, a wire worker, yeah. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what it meant? See, yeah, yeah, that's what alignment meant. I thought the same thing of football. Oh, you thought he played football? Well, but
0: then I maybe thought he worked on an assembly line of some kind.
2: Ah, uh, so all right. I don't
0: know. All right, so one more. Uh, this is from Craig Woods. Hi, Jim Ray and producer dude. I am 52 years old and was raised by parents who did not like, let alone love each other. I grew up in a culture and a religion, Catholic, where the example of love was from God or a godly character, so I had nothing to reference. As I matured, I transferred feelings of wanting to procreate with love, and I have four children and three failed marriages. I do, not know, I do, not, I do know now what love is not. Sorry. Staying connected to my children through, ch- through challenging times and also creating an environment where they can express themselves have been moments when I have felt love flowing. I really enjoy the real-world stories you all share us. Craig Woods. Thank mm. you, Craig.
2: That's nice yeah. three marriages, Jesus you should have married Jesus, right is <laughs> <laughs> sorry,
1: is that it okay, that's all, right. okay, so uh, we just read Gary just read the the email uh, he would be a person I would say maybe fairly typical um, that may be listening different different vocations, but people that have. Pain have failed relationships and going through that very difficult thing, but one thing he 's aware of it, and what we like to make us all of us aware on this show about the, the pain that we have in our lives and how to eventually utilize that pain for for growth um, so this, this show is like a um, a search. Uh, as we listen to each other, um, a search for taking whatever our given our life was, however we were born, and whatever state we in, whatever parents we happen, happen to have, and how from this moment, with all the backgrounds we all have, begin to really understand the importance of the now. The now is always another chance if we're, if, we're, if we're rehearsing a lot of the negativity of our path, our past, um, you know, that becomes like a fixation, becomes an obsession, and something in us needs to stop us and welcome in the impression of the new now. Right now, as I speak to you, as you listen, there's a new impression coming on Um, and there's a a new now coming. And with this new now, we could temporarily move away from whatever we're chewing on and sad about, uh, or whatever it may be, and welcome in the now. Everything happens in the new now that's coming in. So see if you can feel that for a moment whatever thoughts you're thinking, whatever, you know, things we've been chewing on for months and years, somehow move myself to connect with the now. Some some sensation with my body. Some silence in me. And welcome in the impression of whatever's around us with the idea that everything is in the now. Okay, so that was also one way to work with what Ray was talking about, too. Yeah,
2: that's a a big one, Jim. That made me feel absolutely different. I mean, I was feeling a little cynical, and Mm -hmm. a lot, actually. And um, don't right now.
1: Hmm. So now, how do we... As we, um, you know, we can't hold on to um, this state, but we can begin to realize the importance of seeing, not particularly changing anything. Um, We have a part of us that's always looking to change something, always looking to resolve something. We don't know what it would be to live without always going after something. For something, I should have this, I should be... I shouldn't have that. I should. It's like a constant going towards some kinds of resolutions and so on. But for a moment, can we just stop that activity and all that thinking, rehearsing, and a lot of it will be negative. Um, and realize there is something that could be different, because like each moment, each breath is a new. Kind of a new now. Now, once you get seeing that a little bit, um, you want to continue the seeing of that rather than than the rehearsing of the other. So that pops up like it's like a new picture. Everything's coming in now, and could I begin to get some separation?
2: That, that whole witnessing yourself is um it can be tough to do because you carry the the judgment of your mm-hmm. past or or whatever might be on your plate mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't how do I say it even it, it, to, to let yourself be free of that and not let it really get to you and just observe your behavior without you know trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. Or do something about it is um it's a it's a, um, a much freer state to be in. But it, you'll notice that you know your own judgment or your own whatever you feel about yourself or the you know the automatic <clears throat> negative stuff you carry around will creep in there. You know they'll overlap at a level, or that might even take you away. I mean that's happened to me before. Definitely mm-hmm. a lot. You know, not a lot, but I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. You, you can see it when you get in an argument with somebody. You know, yeah. That then you can really see it.
1: So, podcasters, we're talking about seeing the importance of of continued. See, there's hailing and seeing. We don't. We, it's something we never put that to. Just when you shine light on some darkness, the light itself will penetrate it there has to be a continuation of it because the dark as ray has said you know, tends to fascinate us it has lots of drama it's lots of feelings so that'll want to come right back but as it comes back you just merely go back to the scene and and whatever i'm doing i have something that's helped me see And the continued seeing will lead to something else. There's something, as long as we're in the the fixation parts of ourselves, almost nothing new can happen because those parts are ruling the day.
2: It's funny that you mentioned like the fixation parts of yourself. Mind you, you got more than like two or three. You have like ten and they're go-to. You don't even realize their go-to until you identify, you know, many of them. Or you go, oh, I've been down this road before. We have all had that feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, like this poor gentleman, well, you know, I don't know how poor he is, but, you know, having had three marriages, I'm sure one felt similar to the next, especially, you know, when they were falling out of favor or whatever. You know, there's a lot of a lot of re- a lot of repeat cycles out there, yeah, or like just things you know like behaviors you know that like i'm am not addicted but i 'm very into like the shock thing you know i 've done it on this show, I do it in our sessions together that i you know when I see you you got you know what was that about? what do you mean you know and it's hard to face sometimes, but you know you got if you see it and you see where it takes you that's it's pretty eye opening
1: mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's um the the seeing the witness the silent witness we'll call it. If I can work just myself podcasters, you were just driving your car and um at work, have an idea of there's something in me what we'll call the silent witness that can see something that's um not the same as my personality. In fact, there's even an intelligence that's higher than the general intelligence that we have. But uh, to connect to what I would call a higher center, a higher intelligence, we first have to clear the way for that to enter us. So, we're thoughtful about this silent witness. Now, all this as a fellow, what was his name on the phone that you remember? Who? The um, the, the lineman?
2: Um, Jason? Jason. Yes, okay. I believe it was Jason. I'm looking now.
1: All right, he's looking it up. Gary's looking it up. Jason, we'll call him for now. Um, what he's going through... Is, as I said, what all of us are going through in different ways. Uh, we've all probably had relationship lost. We know the pain in that. Uh, I mean, I I know, and I had a first marriage, and I know the pain of um, the loss of that. And pain of loss always brings us to a a dark place. Um. And we now need to begin to, to see that. Not that we can change it right away.
0: Yes, it was Jason Freeman.
1: Jason Freeman, yeah. Um, but this is kind of what we're all um, going through. And we develop, we develop what we've been calling here the false, um, the false self, kind of used in psychology a lot the self that tries to keep the status quo, keep things the same because we think we can handle it. So it's a complex matrix of perceptions, attitudes, habits, head and heart, patterns of behavior, structures, relationships, physical and emotional defense, reactions, um, and we all have that, that, that little group of, I just mentioned now. And that's built in inside us. And unless something intervenes, it will stay that way. And they may come up one at a time. Sometimes they come up, they gang up on us, and then more than one comes. But they they rule the day. They rule the show when they're up. And we're kind of taking a look at that. They're usually manipulative, passive, um, and um, and, when, and once they're in place, if we, get them, if we get them, uh, give them too much room to start and have them go down the line, it, uh, uh, it's harder to confront them the stronger they get. It's like a bacteria. I've been learning things, different kinds of bacteria. Um, um, the battle kind of raging in me right now there's a battle between the bacteria and its life is, and, um, and the antibiotics. And if, um, bacteria in that battle, if you don't go to the end and destroy it, um, there'll be more coming back in different ways, But um, uh, now what it does is then it gets a resistance against the antibiotic. And now you have double the battle. It's exactly kind of what happened there. The first shot around, we thought we had it, but it was hiding, sort of. They hide, too, in the t- tissues, and they come back again. But this time, they're even stronger because we didn't, we didn't uh, go enough to uh, fear. That same thing works psychically in that
2: way. So, like, if you're a jerky little kid, you wind up being a sur- super jerk adult, you know, that kind no. of thing. Yeah, or it gets big, It gets winds up being bigger than your essence is. You got no essence now, and now you're living this peripheral life of some fucking monster.
1: Well, your your the essence has kind of not been used for a long time.
2: <clears throat> it's or never even seen.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's not something you you. you it's like another. It's like an original intelligence that where we can. Trust that's more us than anything else, but when the false self took over, or, or the uh, what else did I call that? Um, the emotional body. No, yeah, I forget what that other one. Uh, whatever what the the other one is called. Um, they live inside It's just like a a foreign matter, and they do their stuff, and they have their they have their allies and. That's why habits are so difficult to break. Because once a habit begins, it also elicits associates. In other words, it gets like accomplices. And the accomplices now can be used in different ways. Um, so a habit and a, any kind of strong structure of reaction inside us, why it's difficult to change it is because it's loaded with accomplices.
2: That's funny because, like, smoking is so alienating. Uh, you mentioned that. And, you know, when you smoke, for instance, where we live, you're not allowed to smoke really anywhere. But it's alienating. So you have the smoke. So you get the mm-hmm. dopamine from that. It's a habit. Like, you got to go. And then it puts you out amongst other smokers either. So you just find some weird camaraderie there. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's, you're alienated away from whatever you needed to do or whatever you were even into. I mean, I remember, I mean, I've been in heated arguments or exchanges and it's like, fuck it, I need to have a cigarette now. And then you, you get out of there, you know, or, you know, where you could go somewhere else with it, mm-hmm. even to a deeper truth. But no, you had a fade, you know, you had to go somewhere.
1: Yeah, so uh, we, as, we, as we begin to discover what the accomplices might be for us, um, see, we're, anything to do is change. That's why I'm, I'm saying that. We we can't just take a very simplistic view of change because there's a lot behind it. There's um, forces um, under underneath the veneer of our surface lives a pervasive and deeply um, entrenched parts of ourselves, which is driven by its own agendas. That's the accomplices. Uh, that's the accomplices. Uh, let's see. It's
2: and to shine light on, on your accomplices takes a lot of work, actually. Yeah. I mean, to be vulnerable enough to expose them is um, a little scary. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: it's not something you're standing in line to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of adding another plank to what we're trying to understand about all part of change that's so difficult is that we're overburdened. In other words, there are forces at work that we don't even see and what we can't see, we can't do anything about. And that's a more complicated view of, um, of what it would be to change because there are too many blind forces that we're calling accomplices um, that we don't see. So usually change, if we can't change or we say it's because we're weak, but it's also because we're ignorant of these um, forces and the ones that we could possibly see because we could kind of coax them out of the darkness. That's why um, the, these, uh, these impersonal forces of addictions and obsessions and um, habits and the ANT, um, all those kinds of things, Um uh, Work as accomplices, sometimes they're actually saying it 's for our good and so forth,
2: so we have to like, those uh, are the fun ones <laughs>
1: <laughs> We actually have to smoke them out a little bit um, to to see that
2: that's a, it, what you 're talking about is is by the way, a rough road, and it 's a little bit of a slippery slope because i 've been at it for a while, and then when you discover. You know, you get to one level with it, then you get to the next one, and it can be rather painful. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, that's—I guess—getting better takes pain. <laughs> Fuck,
1: yeah. it really does, though. You know, it's I mean, you don't want
2: to. Yeah, it's a struggle. It is a struggle.
1: Yeah, in anything, I think if you're doing something athletic, look, look what those athletes know what they put in a day, and that's a uh, there's there's a real struggle. So when people can't change, uh, it is really because they lack the will. Um, and we're first starting with a little will. It is usually because they're blind and overburdened. They're outnumbered. They're blind and outnumbered. They're, they're blind about all uh, sources of influence. The sources of influence is we're not aware of, but they're lurking out there and they're doing it. And they do what they do. And there's these invisible forces, too. You know, um, some people will discuss, but I was was thinking when I was in music, um, if the club owner or the maitre d' or something, something they wanted to change the audience in some way without the audience knowing, they would come to us to have the music change it. And music is one thing, and all those you know, Muzak's we're hearing all the time. Um, so if they wanted to say, um, we want the audience. It's a restaurant. And there's an organ player, or um, they might go up and say, "Look, piano player. I remember there's as a musician." Them coming up, saying, "Look, we want this. We want this group to go so we want to have you know a new group come in, like I say, a restaurant. So they're going too slow. They're eating slow, and we don't have any tables." So um, play something pethy. And people, and we, and we do, the organ player now begins to change, now, and the people are starting to eat faster. They are, and they, and they get out, I mean, it
2: works. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's an amazing thing.
2: That's great. <laughs> so we're all Pavlov's dogs at some level.
1: Yeah, and we're all automatons. Uh, and the general advice about change is usually surfacing including mine when i 'm speaking about beginning to just uh, get that muscle of will up because um it 's possible to begin to get strong enough to do something to control. and also you
2: say about things that are unseen you know families people 's families play, play huge roles in what they pursue or oh, how yeah. they are, and then You know, and then with the ancestry of the family, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you have, you know, something in your in your past and it it could be that you're predisposed to it at some level and you're not even caught. You're not conscious of it at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it happens all the time or you see it or there's a lineage of it. And then once it's pointed out to you, it's like, what? And you might not have ever seen it.
1: Right. And that's why psychotherapy is um, a help for this is that it's able to get to some of that material and take something out of the dark and put it into the light so we actually see and um, and work on it.
2: And, you know, with um, Adam's new app up and all that kind of stuff and the um, network working again, we also have um, our sponsor, Jim. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Hey, you guys, this is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla. And this is a plea because business is business and our business isn't doing so well. So please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. So go to Life Lessons website and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now, that's a plea and it's a good one. Do so. Thanks. Okay,
1: so we'll say, we'll temporarily say goodbye to you, but we're going to start another one and we'll do a second show.
2: We'll have part two next week.
1: Next week. Bye, podcasters. See you at the next show.
2: One, two,
0: three, four. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com.